Hi, friends. On behalf of Better Friends Podcast, Sarah and I wanted to express our shared condemnation for the Russian invasion of Ukraine and send our love and prayers to the Ukrainian people affected by the horror they are currently facing in their country. In this episode, we reference a Russian chicken dish we pronounce as Chicken Kiev. Since our recording, we learned that Kiev is the traditional Russian pronunciation of the Ukrainian capital and that the Ukrainian pronunciation is actually Kiev. While this might seem like a small oversight, we just want to acknowledge that words and pronunciation have an impact, no matter how small. We sincerely apologize and thank our friends for sharing this insight. We pray for an end to this war, and we stand with Ukraine. I'm Sarah. And I'm Ashley. In high school, we were best friends. And now that we're old, we're still best friends. And we both really love the show Friends. We love it so much that we thought we'd rewatch it together and tell you all about it. So join us to find out all the details that two people who weren't there can find out from the internet. Could there be better friends watching Friends? Oh, you know what a new, a new, uh, like, phrase that I found out from, that I learned from Love Island? Oh. Spill the tea. Oh, yeah. That's a thing. I like that. (laughs) I'm like, I'm like an old lady, like, ooh, I like that (laughs) phrase. Oh, man, I love that you're just learning. That. I mean, I've never used that phrase either, but I love that you learned it from Love Island. Oh, I've, I've never heard it before. <laughs> I yeah. love it. Um, I'm on Love Island season two, which is like a whole lot trashier. Um, it's like bed swapping galore. And also they move. <laughs> you can tell that like their budget took a dip because <laughs> it's no longer on an island. Oh. It's on like a Vegas rooftop. <laughs> <laughs> so it's still an island in Vegas. I don't know. I've been catching up on other content, but I'm watching shows that are coming out weekly, which is really difficult because. What's that I, like? It's awful. It's like the old days. <laughs> the dark times. <laughs> the dark days. <laughs> what are you watching? Well, Project Runway, obviously. And... um shrink next door which is will ferrell and paul rudd oh yeah is that good yeah i listened to the podcast that came out a couple years ago and they both are playing like kind of the opposite role of what they would normally play yeah and it's it's good yeah i feel like there's a lot of more detail they could have put in but it's it's well done that sounds a lot more uh, I mean, highbrow in <laughs> relation to I've just been binge, I've just been binge watching Love Island. I feel like my IQ has dropped like significantly. Um, I felt like that when I was watching. Was it Are You the One? Is that the trashy MTV show? I was that's watching? On, that's the next one that I have on my list that I'm going to do after Love Island so I can get extra dumb. And I watched like five seasons in like a month or three weeks or something insane. And Netflix just told me, oh, there's new episodes of Are You the One that have just come out. And I was like, really? And I looked at it and was like, oh, I already saw this season somewhere else because I like couldn't wait for it to come out. (laughs) 
So that felt embarrassing. Like, oh, I've already seen this. <laughs> I've already seen the new content. <laughs> the only development on my end is that I'm in the phase of pregnancy where when you drop something, it's like the most devastating thing that's ever happened to you. You just look at it like, oh no. <laughs> How am oh. I ever going to get that? <laughs> oh, because when you bend over, everything is so tight and condensed. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> It's a really hard thing to live through a global pandemic when you're pregnant because you're out of breath all the time when you're pregnant. And one of the signs of having a deadly virus is being out of like breathlessness. And I was yeah. like, like every time I go to the doctor, they're like, have you experienced breathlessness? And I'm like, every fucking second it gets worse. But yeah. I think it's because of my baby and not, yeah. not COVID. <laughs> I think it's because my lungs are being squished yeah. by another body inside of me. Putting on socks is so hard. I like sweat just trying to get socks on. You, you did a whole friend's Lego set. I did. I did it in two days. Oh my gosh. It looked so good. That was part of my like, I got exposed to COVID. I'm staying home weekends. Court was watching football and I was just like doing my Legos. That's it was so really cute. fun. <laughs> it was actually really fun. I've never done a Lego set like that before. It was fun. It's like a puzzle that you put together and then all of a sudden you're like, oh, I created this little world. It's way more satisfying than a puzzle too. Yeah. <laughs> because they tell you how to do it. You're not searching for that fucking piece that fell under the table yeah. two days or ago. A, or a cat batted into a vent. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I had to put my last puzzle away because the cat kept jumping all over it. And I was like, we got to restart this some other time. Oh my gosh, Sarah. I got totally back into puzzles over Thanksgiving break. And basically all I did, like, I just sat there and did a puzzle while everyone else was like conversing and socializing. And I'm just like, no, I must do this puzzle. <laughs> but I, I got this thing on Amazon that's like a puzzle saver. Mm. And it's spe I specifically looked for something that's like impervious to cats. <laughs> so it's like a, a felt board that has like another piece of like different pieces of felt that go over it with little like rubber band things mm -hmm. that hold it that hold it in place that you can store it or like put it elsewhere. Oh, that's nice. You can like move it off your table. So you can eat dinner. Yes. Yes. Because I, but yeah, exactly. Um, and everything's contained. Oh, that's nice. Yeah. So I'm an old, I'm like officially an old lady now. <laughs> There's nothing wrong with a puzzle. All right. Should we get into friends? Yeah. This is season one, episode 20, the one with the evil orthodontist. This episode aired on April 6th, 1995. It was directed by Peter Boners, who's mm -hmm. getting some screen time in, um, and written by Crane and Kaufman and Dottie Abrams. Oh. Which I didn't do any... I, I think this is the first time we see Dottie. I did not do any research on who Dottie Abrams is. I don't remember that name at all. I thought it was pretty good. I had some issues with some things, but... Yeah. Ross. <laughs> always <laughs> i mean kind of rachel actually and mindy like the yeah. whole th the whole thing but yes ross has his moments and yeah. a giant giant red flannel shacket of some sort that oh. he's wearing oh man i'm so excited i may vomit 
That was, I think that was the first thing I, I, (laughs) my first notes was, dear Lord, what is the Santa coat he's wearing? (laughs) Which like, weirdly those, have you heard this term shacket? This is like a new thing. This is like the cool, it's just like a, it looks like a flannel, like a men's lumberjacky shirt. It's called a shacket. So it's like a shirt jacket. And like, that's just an unbuttoned men's shirt like flannel oversized yeah no i don't like it it it, i i feel like so it's something that like shaquille o'neal has endorsed like a shacket that's immediately where my mind went (laughs) just shacket oh my god that's really good i like that this is the love island brain like yeah that's all the connections i have left (laughs) Nothing of real substance. (laughs) But yeah, do you want to do some trivia? Yes, I do. Okay. Number one. Phoebe was possessed by the spirit of what old lady? This is hard. (laughs) All I can think about is when her mom was in a cat. She was possessed by the spirit of an old lady. Remember when she starts talking like, oh, like... I don't even I don't even know what she says, but she's like, back in my day, blah, 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 blah. I'm doing the accent totally wrong. <laughs> I was doing like a Cogni accent, but it's probably like a Brooklyn something. Is that also from Love Island? <laughs> yes. Unfortunately, there is like an English lady. Okay. It's not her grandma, is it? No. I have no idea. Rose Adelman. I don't remember that at all. Remember, so she's like, oh, she's gone. Like, she, like, the spirit, like, leaves her. I, I don't know. Remember, oh, because she sees two women kiss, and she's like, oh, now I've seen everything. And she disappears. <laughs> huh. No, I don't. Uh, Car- Carol and Susan kiss or get married. And then they, she's like, oh, now I've seen everything. What is the name of the vicar's daughter in Rachel's erotic book? Oh, no. I only know there was a chimney sweep. I don't know what her name is. Zelda. Oh, of course it is. I wouldn't have gotten that. <laughs> That's what I was going to name the baby. <laughs> <laughs> Darn it. What was the name of the comet that the friends were looking for from the roof? Oh, come on. These are like ridiculously hard. These are insane. I, I, I don't know. I know Tag was there. and that's the na- That's the one where they get locked on the roof. Joey and Ross. Yeah. I don't, I've never heard of this. Bapstein King Comet. This dumb. Nah, this whatever. Dumb trivia. Number four. According to a sign in Joey's apartment, what odds does five card Charlie pay? God, like 10 to one? I don't know. Five to one. I was going to say five to one, really? but then you said five. For some reason, I was thinking five to one. I, I don't remember the sign. Maybe it's above the sink, but I remembered like something about five and then you said five card Charlie. And so I was like, "Mm." that's the five I'm thinking of. Yeah. You almost got that. I could have. I don't remember the sign really, but. I have no idea what you're even talking about. (laughs) So (laughs) good job. What is the name of the store Monica goes to find a cheaper version of her wedding dress? Oh my God. The name of it? I know the one where Phoebe gets her wedding dress when she's pregnant is called It's Not Too Late. Yeah. Um, but I don't know this one. 
Kleinman's department store. Oh, Kleinman's. I'm going to show you really quick the sign. Oh. It appeared in season four. The one with all the wedding dresses on the wall between the front door and the fridge. Then it moved to above the sink. And then the wall the other side of the fridge. I don't remember that at all. Do you have a, a homegrown summary? I do. Rachel starts seeing Barry again, despite the fact that he's now engaged to her ex-best friend, Mindy. Chandler has a great first date, but cannot handle the stress of next steps on who should make the next phone call. And the gang grapples with how to deal with a peeping Tom across the street. That really sums it up. Now that you read that, I was like, oh yeah, there's a lot of things I have issues with and a lot of people that I have issues with in this one. (laughs) Yeah, they don't handle things well. Just a cr- straight across the board. <laughs> I feel like for the first time, Monica's the only one that's just like chill. Yeah, there there was one point where she's just kind of like standing in the kitchen and like <laughs> like casually snacking on food, like yeah. really smugly. <laughs> and I was like, this is great. Monica seems like very relaxed. <laughs> yeah, for once. <laughs> and just totally enjoying all the shenanigans happening yeah. around her because like nothing is surrounding her. Nothing is about her. She's just watching it all. And she looked, if that's the same scene I'm thinking of, she actually looked like kind of normal, like kind of cute outfit, like not insanely old lady, 90s, weird suits and things. Yes. Oh, man, I am so excited. I may vomit. Agree. Oh, I can't (laughs) wait to get into the fashion of this one because I've got (sighs) some things to say. Well, before we start, I had one back fact that kind of blew my mind. According to friendsfandom.com, this is the first episode where Rachel actually has the Rachel haircut. No, 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 no. They they cut it very, like, they cut it a long time ago. But apparently this this episode is the first one. Because if we see, I don't know if you remember, when she's at the dentist and you see the back of her hair, it is just like, it is like sheets of layers. It is really bad. It's very layered. That's true. <laughs> it's really intense. I guess like the haircut that she had prior to this, that that's true. This is much more layered. But I thought the haircut that she had prior to this with like the heart shape, with, yeah. the, flip, with the flippy, was the Rachel haircut. That's what I thought too. Friends fandom says that it's this one all the way through season two, episode 19. Oh, okay. We'll have to keep an eye on how it changes i didn't like her hair in this one no it must have been like a new cut (laughs) it was bad it looked like a rat's nest in the back like they didn't bother brushing it (laughs) it was from all the sex she had with barry i know gross that guy is such a wang Uh, um in my notes all i put i I think i wrote gross like 40 (laughs) times like just gross 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 (laughs) <laughs> I love how you, you're spilling the tea. I am. I'm spilling the tea. I do have some perky facts. So this episode stars Jennifer Gray as Mindy. And we can get into a little bit more about uh, Jennifer when we see her in the episode. But a little fact that I did not realize was that Jennifer Grey actually dated George Stephanopoulos. Yes, I have that as fact too. I was like, 
Wait, what? <laughs> Isn't that amazing? I, I love, I don't know why that tickled me so much, but I loved it. Because everything relates to friends. Yes, totally. So she played Jeannie Bueller in the film Ferris Bueller's Day Off. But then four years before Friends, Jennifer Aniston played the same role of Jeannie in the short-lived TV version of the film that only lasted one season. So this episode was then the two Jeannies met up in the same place. I love that. I love that too. I read in my Friends book my friend's forever book that um and we may have already said this before but the guy who plays barry mitchell whitfield um he apparently was originally brought in to read for ross and then he oh, lost, God. lost it to david schwimmer i am so glad that did not happen right no offense to that guy but i don't want to see more of him no and like no chemistry right Ugh. <laughs> I, uh, I, I can't like groan and grunt enough I know <laughs> I was just like the whole episode being like are you kidding me these two women really about this guy like either of them no. and then when I saw the way he was behaving and then saw more of Mindy I was like well maybe they deserve each other like they kind of are the same <laughs> absolutely I'm like maybe <laughs> some people are just kind of meant to be because they're they, they both uh, suck. they both suck yeah totally well, and I kept, I kept like looking at Barry and being like, would a little scruff make him any more attractive? <laughs> like anything. Like, why is this guy so, so, so like, too much ad- ad- adversive? Like, I didn't yeah. like it. I, some scruff might help. I think he is like almost cartoonish. He's like, too clowny like his face is like too shiny and bright and his hair is like too curly and poofy and maybe if we could like rough him up a little bit (laughs) calm him down (laughs) yeah yeah I completely agree it was just like uh you need to like get a little dirty or something (laughs) this episode is called the one with the evil orthodontist and I think that like we can all agree Maybe, maybe, maybe this is an unpopular opinion, but I don't think that he's outright evil. No. But, okay, in this episode, Rachel learned that, learns that Barry's having an affair with Mindy, right? And then we also learn that Mindy was, like, screwing around with him before, before their wedding. So, like, double, double whammy, because now he's screwing around with Rachel before their wedding, But then later in um, season 10, the one where Rachel's sister babysits, we learned that he was also having an affair with her sister, Amy, too, which I'm like, this guy is a total ass. Yes. (laughs) Like, okay, whatever with the best friend, you know, like, okay. But then also the sister, I'm sorry, no, not okay. (laughs) I did not like that. No. I think he's just like, he really just is a a wang. He's like, oh, you have interested me. Okay. Like he just is like completely unaware, just kind of a doof. He has no idea about anything. Yeah. He sucks. I hate Barry. Yeah. Same. (laughs) Ugh. We'll get into it. But when she comes back from her time with him and she's like, it was nice. I'm like, really? It was? Was Really? You were just talking last episode about how 
boring. I mean, it was comfortable, but there was nothing there. Yeah. I'm like, how he bought you something. Is that why you liked it? Like, <sighs> gross. Anyway. In the opening, it's at the girl's apartment and they're talking about who is better, Mr. Salty or Mr. Peanut. And I'm sorry, I did not know who Mr. Salty was. No, I first thing I wrote was one second in. Why does Chandler have greaser hair? Yeah, dude, <laughs> he has like a whole new look. Yeah, it's like he's out of he's like a what, what do they call them in Greece? What are those guys called? Are they a, Greek? Greaser? A, a greaser. Okay, great. <laughs> yeah. Perfect. Yeah, he's like a in a gang now or something. Like, what's going on with him? And his <laughs> hair is crazy. But the next thing I was like, what is Mr. Salty? I don't know what this is. Uh, yeah, I do know Mr. Peanut. Um, Wikipedia and the internet at large did not have a whole lot to say about Mr. Salty, but there's a lot on Mr. Peanut, which makes me feel like Mr. Peanut wins. Yeah. The only thing I could find was that it appeared to be a mascot for pretzels and not corn nuts. But they keep talking about corn nuts like he's a corn nut mascot. No, he... Okay, so it's the Nabisco Handy Snacks. The, like, little pretzels that you dip in the fake cheese that so mr salty is like the little pretzel man that kind of looks like a savory creepy gingerbread (laughs) man like if you you google image mr salty like it's kind of terrifying don't really want to this late at night (laughs) it's like ah um because he's also dressed as a sailor like like sailors are like salty. salty sea. Yeah. But when they're why I didn't understand why they're going on and on about corn nuts when they're only talking about a peanut and a pretzel mascot. Like where's the corn nuts coming in? Ross goes, Oh yeah, you don't want to mess with corn nuts. I'm like we weren't talking about that. Is that like a whole other thing that they like that like corn nuts is like something that I don't they a mascot that you don't want to like talk about i don't understand they don't even have a mascot it's just a little literal picture of a corn nut on the back oh. <laughs> i don't know the way he's talking about it i thought oh mr salty must have been the corn nut mascot but ross does say you don't want to mess with corn nuts and he is correct because that will break your teeth <laughs> i i remember in like fifth grade my parents bought like a costco thing of, of like corn nuts <laughs> The, the like variety pack and those were my snacks every day and I would sit there like crunching and crunching and crunching and I was so self-conscious but I really liked them they were really I really good. liked them I loved the ranch ones <gasps> the ranch ones were so good yeah so good why is it that like ranch flavored things are so good but I hate ranch dressing oh I love ranch dressing oh <laughs> They're totally different flavors, though. They are. Yeah. I think I think one has no MSG, and all the others have a ton of MSG. So. The powder, the powder stuff that go on salty <sighs> snacks. Oh yeah. MSG. Yeah. I love a ranch Dorito. Oh yeah. I do want to read you the Mr. Peanut description from Wikipedia, though, because it like made me giggle so much. <laughs> Please do. Mr. Peanut is the advertising logo and mascot of Planters, an American snack food company owned by Hormel. This is my favorite part. Wait. 
He is depicted as an anthropomorphic peanut in its shell, dressed in formal clothing of an old-fashioned gentleman. (laughs) Top hat, monocle, white gloves, spats, and a cane. He is reportedly of British heritage and has the proper name of Bartholomew Richard Fitzgerald Smith. (laughs) Why Smith? I love that. That's such a big name, but then they end it with Smith. Oh, oh, no, no. It's not just Smith. It's S-M-Y-T-H-E. Smith. Smythe. Smithy. (laughs) Smeeve. I don't know that like it's a British Smith that tickled me so much I loved I was just like what a great writer good job Wikipedia I didn't know that was that he had that full name no where does the peanut part come in does it appear to be part of his name at all I don't know (laughs) (laughs) Mr. Bartholomew Richard Fitzgerald Smith peanut to you yes It's such a big name for a little peanut. It's a big name. Yeah. I that I like that. You know what I really liked is after the credits we go to the coffee shop and this whole speech right like for the first word that Chandler starts saying took me back to when I was 12. It's on the season 1 soundtrack. Like as soon as he starts talking, it's going to go down as the greatest first date in history. I was like, "Oh my god, I know this. I know this one. It's been a while since I heard something that was on there." That's awesome. I mean, so Chandler's talking about his great first date, but how he doesn't want to call her again because then she'll know that he likes her. And he's he's like, I'm right, guys, right? And I'm like, why are you taking advice from these two? These are like the two worst people. Yeah. Like Joey just wants to like have sex with everybody. He's not going to do a relationship. Of course he's going to be like, don't call her. And Ross, we've all seen how... <laughs> Doesn't do anything. You can't do anything. (laughs) Yeah. I don't know the answer to this because I've honestly never dated for reals in my life. So I don't know what the like dating etiquette is in terms of after a good first date, like who does initiate the call and how long should you wait? I don't think anybody calls anymore is the thing. Okay. Texts. Yeah. Although Court would tell me that he was going to call and then he'd call me. And I remember talking to my friend and being like, he just like calls when he says he's going to call. It's really weird. And she was like, what's wrong with him? I was like, I don't know. He just like follows through on things. It's weird. Court is like a worldly gentleman. It's true. So I mean, like that's that's to be expected from Court Potter. It was also so sad that I expected everyone to just like be a total asshole and not do what they were going to say. And I was like, well, this person who is doing what they're going to say, like, that's weird. That's <laughs> Like, what's wrong with you? Why are you doing those things? Well, I feel like even when I have like a great friend date, you know, like just like hanging out with you, <laughs> when we depart from one another, like I'm immediately in the car being like, I love you so much. When are we going to see each other again? <laughs> so I'm like, yeah. oh God, if I was out there, I would be like, probably real pathetic <laughs> being like, that was so fun. When can we do it again? And now there's so many, like when I was online dating like seven, six years ago, seven years ago, I like, there's so many different uh, platforms that you have to worry about communicating. There's like Facebook messenger and texting and 
you know, all that dating apps and like Snapchat and all these things. Like I like, and the worst part is some of them you can see like Facebook messenger. You can see when someone's read your message. So, you know, they're not responding to you. Oh, I, I changed that setting on my phone for my text messages long ago (laughs) because I'm so bad at responding. And then sometimes when you're texting somebody and you see the dots come up and then they go away and you're like, oh, I guess I blew that one. Yeah, that that is a terrible feeling. It's a terrible feature. We should get rid of it. Yeah, there's like something psychologically deeply damaging about those three dots. Yes. Just that whole feature. I bet you could do like a um a whole like dissertation about the like cycle psychology behind the dots totally anyway i don't know what the answer is either i feel like i was always doing it wrong like i was like oh we had a good time i'd like to talk to them again but then that was like oh you're too clingy no i'm just a like nice human (laughs) Human being (laughs) and then people just ghost sometimes too which is seeming what Chandler thinks this woman is doing to him and that's the worst I hate ghosting I think that's so terrible because like at least have the decency to give someone closure what who no matter what the situation is it's gonna be better in the long run for everybody right Chandler's hair slicked back it didn't bother me. I'm just going to put it out there. Like, I also felt like he kind of has a little bit of a new look. Oh, man, I am so excited. I may vomit. Mm-hmm. Like, because he's wearing all, like, dark colors. He's got his hair slicked back. He still has a little bit of geometric blocking on his shirt, but it's it's more subtle. It's gray on black, and it's, like, just a couple little little stripes down the side. It's more almost like a vintage, like, Vegas-y shirt. Does that make sense? Does that yeah. make sense? You know what I mean? Yeah. But, uh, okay, so are we supposed to think that, is this the look he, he looks like this because he just went out on the date? Like, is he's just come back from the date and that's why he looks like this? Because we've seen oh. him on other dates and he did not. No, <laughs> this no. Was the elf outfit in particular. Yeah, no, all the elf outfits. Um. I- I think my biggest problem with his hair isn't necessarily that it's slicked back, but it has that one piece that's fallen out that like all the great, like Danny Zuko, there's yeah. like one extra piece that's fallen down that look that, that I was like, oh, we're trying too hard here. The one that's intentionally pulled <laughs> yes. out of the rest out of, of the it. gel. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Also. So I like just in speaking of like people looking pretty good, <laughs> Monica is not like you said earlier is not looking weird she's <laughs> she's looking super nice and casual she's wearing like a gray v-neck shirt like a t-shirt and like a chunky silver watch and has red lipstick on and it's just like cash but chic yeah i i like loved the way that she was dressed i like that our bar our bar is like doesn't look weird <laughs> <laughs> Well, she's not wearing like a beret or like <laughs> has her hair coiffed up in like some weird buffont. Is that what you, how you say it? Yeah, sure. <laughs> buffont? Buffont? I don't know. <laughs> I think it's buffont. 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 Buf- <laughs> Sorry. 
she may have won fashion wise in this episode. Ross had that giant uh, shacket thing <laughs> that's like bright, bright, bright red. Um, but my biggest problem is not the shirt, like the shirt itself, even the color. But the fact that he's wearing a button-up shirt over another button-up shirt that looks kind of like a, it's like a brown thermal Ew. with buttons. That's too hot. Well, and it's, there's too many buttons. Like, you don't <laughs> button over buttons. It just looks weird. That's but our it, hashtag for this one. Yeah. <laughs> button over buttons. I just didn't like it. It it I, It was too busy. I was like, take one of those off. The thought of wearing a thermal under a flannel is like, gives me hives. I can't, that's too hot. I can't do it. <laughs> um, and uh, someone, I think as Chandler says like, oh, that's the original San Francisco treat about, like he makes a joke about that. How gross is rice roti? I just have to say, that's my hot take. I'm going to spill some hot take tea. It's gross. <laughs> I don't know if I've ever had it. It's basically, well... I may have just had off brands, like maybe Zatarans or some other <laughs> stuff, you know, all those boxed rices, but it's just like a salt bomb that's oh, yellow. Oh, okay. That's like, yeah, yeah. No, it's I know what you're flavors. saying. It's like the, um, like the ramen of rice. Yes. Yes, it is. Cause it has that awful packet. Yeah. It has like a flavor packet that makes it discuss. I, I know what you're talking about. I think I've only had the off brands too. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> And honestly, like, rice is probably the easiest thing to make. It takes just as long to make rice aroni as normal rice. So I don't really understand what the, the pro is here. Like, I don't, I, don't, know. I don't understand. Anyway, I just was, I had to say that stuff is disgusting. It's not a treat. <laughs> it's not a treat saying? at all. <laughs> well, then Rachel comes in after talking with Barry. Ugh. And, and I... Uh, all I can say is, like like I said, I hate her hair and her ivory-colored grandma shirt. Ugh. Her fashion in this episode is real bad. It's terrible. That shirt is just, ugh. And then the skirt that she's, is this, is she wearing the side tie skirt yet? With yeah. that stupid white shirt? That yes. looks awful. Yeah. Although it's I think, I think I wore shirts like that when I was like, <laughs> Going to fancy places, like, like when doing I doing like, a recital, yeah, or like accepting like a dork award. <laughs> Where do you display that in your home? Your dork award? No, I think I got like a writing. I won like an essay or something in seventh grade. I entered an essay writing contest and like got to meet Utah Phillips. Wow. And I, I swear, I have a picture of me in Utah Phillips, and I might be wearing, like, a very similar shirt. Please, please find it for me. Um, I also just have to say that when Chandler, Chandler calls this girl from the coffee shop, and the phone is just seemingly on the counter for anyone to use at any time, like, the phone's just facing the coffee shop, not facing behind the counter. But then he calls this girl and seems to know her number by heart from memory after one date yikes yes yeah. freaky um and then it appears to not even ring for more than one second it's like barely even a half a ring and he hangs up and he says he got the machine for all the people who didn't grow up with answering machines 
it like most of them had to ring like four to six times i think right before it would even pick up yes yes well <laughs> so if you didn't okay this was my question that i didn't know because i don't remember old tech but if like if you're if you didn't have call waiting and we're on the phone did you get the busy signal you yeah. got the busy signal. It wouldn't yeah. go to voicemail like it does with your regular with like the phones now, right? Voice voicemail didn't even exist. You got the machine if no one picked up a phone. So you had to go through all the rings. Yeah. So there you go. I think there was maybe an option, maybe on like really advanced answering machines, there was an option to have like two or four rings before it picked up. But I think that was like much later. Like when I was in high school, maybe we had that. <laughs> that's pretty Maybe. fancy that's super fancy <laughs> that was when it was like a digital answering machine it had like a this like an a display with like a blinking oh. message instead of just a light it'd be like you have two messages you have two messages <laughs> <laughs> joey he goes what a cool job yeah <laughs> uh. So when Rachel comes in and she asks the question, this is like the beginning of the end of my respect for Rachel. (laughs) Just in this episode. But like when she's like, is there anything wrong with just having fun? And I'm like, with your ex that you left at the altar? Yeah. Yeah. uh, and, And he's also engaged. You already know that he's also engaged to your best friend. Like, there's a lot of problems here. Yeah. Monica's, she has, like, a total point. She's totally right. When she's giving the speech being like, you had a good time? Like, weren't you just talking about how there was no passion? And, like, Andy's engaged to your best, your ex-best friend? Like, hmm. Yes, there's something wrong there. Yeah. But Rachel doesn't listen. She, because she had chicken where the butter squirts out. That was so gross. So that description I, I, is so disgusting. Do you know anything about what this dish is? No, no, I'm just repulsed. <laughs> I was like, is this a real thing? Slash sounds gross. Slash do it. Is it a thing I need to try someday? Because <laughs> they like talk about going to the Russian tea room. That feels like something that's probably fancy. I don't know. But not if chicken squirts <laughs> butter at you. Well, so it's Chicken Kiev. Have you ever heard of Chicken Kiev? I've heard of it. I don't think I've ever eaten it. It sounds like a 90s dish. Well, so it's um, it goes back a lot farther than that. But the Russian Tea Room has its own cookbook that says um, it was most likely a creation of the great French chef. Chef? French chef? <laughs> That's where my brain is. French chef. <laughs> French chef. Uh, Carame at the court of Alexander I. Marie Antoinette Carame spent several months of the year in 1818 in St. Petersburg, but made a profound impact on Russian cuisine in that short time. So it goes all the way back to 1800s, apparently. Like her, her French influence on the Russian cooking, like supposedly this meal came out of that okay so it's named after the queen city of ukraine kiev and it's considered the pinnacle of russian cooking (laughs) or was it sometime i don't know when so what is it okay so the original chicken kiev has a bone that sticks out like a handle and that's just for presentation so when you make it that like a lamb shank kind of yeah okay um 
The breast is pounded flat and stuffed with a compound butter of garlic, lemon juice, parsley, salt, and pepper. And then you like roll it up and bread it and you either bake it or fry it. That sounds really good. The pictures look delicious. It looks almost like a roulade kind of. Mm -hmm. It sounds good. Compound butter is always good. I'm curious as to like, what's the bone? Apparently that's the original one. I don't know when, how far back original goes. But like, where, where does the, what part of the chicken is? (laughs) Is it the leg? (laughs) Like I've, I've cut a chicken apart many times and like, there's no bone attached to the breast unless you like cut the breast off with the leg. Uh, it says it's for presentation only, so maybe you just jam a bone into it. <laughs> you just like, strip the leg of all the meat and then just shove it, shove the leg sure. bone in. Yeah, yum. Okay. <laughs> and then you use that bone to puncture it so the butter will score you. <laughs> okay. So Rachel isn't having it with uh, the good advice that her friends are giving her. And then we cut to the orthodontist office where they just ha- she just had sex with Barry in the chair. They are laying there looking so uncomfortable, covered with like paper exam gowns. Do they have those at dentist office? No, they no. do not. They only have the little squares <laughs> that go on your chest to catch your spit dribble. Yeah. Oh, and then also they are staring like up at the ceiling with like this like stupid look on their faces. Like they're so content, but they're literally staring at like that bright exam light. (laughs) It's like staring them straight in the face. There is no chemistry at all. No. They look really uncomfortable and miserable. Yeah, it, it just is like, oh, God, this looks like the like, worst scene. Like, I know Rachel has a lot of bad qualities and she grows over time, but I don't remember, like, disliking her so much in the beginning. Like, she just, she does suck in so many ways. Yeah. She just wants so badly to for, like, someone to love her. Yeah. Like. <laughs> She's got dad issues for sure. Yeah. And mom issues. Yeah. And sister issues. All the issues. And then do we we go to the girls' apartment? Yep. And Chandler's leaving the worst answering machine message of all time. Oh, my God. (laughs) The key jingle. (laughs) I love how he's, like, he's reading it off a piece of paper and is just like, I'm sorry. I (laughs) I had taken so long to get back to you. (laughs) He sounds like a machine himself. Do you remember speaking spells? Yes. He sounds kind of like a, a toned down speaking spell. <laughs> Has no idea where his inflection should be at all. Oh, it's it's so awkward. It's so wonderful. He just wants her to think he's in a restaurant. So he just jangles all the change and the key is so good. <laughs> the telescope person is at, a get, at it again. The peeping Tom. And so Joey mentions that he has seen this person spying on him and i was like i don't understand how like that from that angle there's no way that they would be able to see the boy's apartment it's on the other side of the wall what are the logistics of this building where in time are we what day is it and how is this building magic like people change floors you can see anyone from anywhere no it's like like a house of mirrors (laughs) 
because Joey's apartment is across the hall and his o- window's open onto an alley. Yeah. The only window that the t- telescope could possibly see in, which I don't even know if there's a window there. You know where they eventually have the yellow couch, like back past Chandler's room on the wall that outside the bathroom? There might be. Oh, that's a good question. Is there question. a window right there? I think there's a window, but even so, it's so far on the other side. I don't see how, like, wh- where where the girl's apartment window is. Yeah. It, it wouldn't be able to penetrate that <laughs> that angle. But I, I did totally get a kick out of the fact that he feels uncomfortable because he cooks naked. <laughs> I know. <laughs> but, again, there is not one window in their kitchen. No. No one can actually see in the kitchen. That's a good point. At all. Even if there is that window on the wall, like outside Chandler's room. No one can't see the kitchen at all. Nope. So that's not possible. Unless he walks around with a pan in his living room (laughs) naked, which I wouldn't put it past him. How also can you tell where someone with a telescope is looking? Yes. (laughs) Do you have telescope vision? No. How close is this building to them too? Isn't the street like across the street kind of far it looks far when you look out the window (laughs) yeah there appears to be no building nearby at all out the window also do any of these people ever like draw the shades i just like living in a in a busy city i mean like rachel's walking around with a relatively open weave out of the shower (laughs) like joey's cooking naked like I we have a relatively private yard because we have so many trees so I will walk around naked often and then find myself like oh I have a full view through those trees into someone's window (laughs) would be like oh yeah it's not that private but like a city that cityscape is like very exposing yeah we live, I mean, we live in a house, but our windows, our living room windows look out onto the street. I'm like fully closed all, all the time out there, but I still shut the windows at night because you can just see straight in our house. Yeah. And you're like, I, I still don't want people looking at me. Yeah. <laughs> and like, if you're going to complain about people looking at you naked in your apartment, when you live in a city, like that's on you. Close the blinds then. Yeah. Like, <laughs> Agreed. And there are blinds on that big window in monica's uh-huh i looked well they have they ever been i don't think they're ever shut they're, they've never been shut i think the only time we ever see curtains closed is when ross is showing slides to reese witherspoon yes the only time anyone closes a blind yep um it is ironic though because like they're immediately just talking about ugly naked guy and what he's yeah. doing so it's like they're they're The peeping Tom, like they are the peeping Toms of Ugly Naked Guy. Then we go to the dentist. I hate Rachel's outfit. I hate Rachel and I hate Barry. I hate all of this. I hate that she gets dressed and doesn't even remember she had a bra. I hate that she's wearing a bra clearly and still looking for her bra. I did like that Barry like pantomimed undoing her bra and throwing it so he could find it. He's like, oh yeah, I I threw it that Oh, there it is. I did. That was kind of funny. No, I I hate all of it too. The thing I love about this scene is that when the kid comes in, it's the same kid from the sonogram. (laughs) 
from like episode two that was gargling. But apparently he plays a different character. Like he has a different name, even though it's oh, the same really? kid. Yeah. He in that first episode he was named Robbie and now he's Bobby Rush. Oh, maybe he changed Robbie and Bobby though. That's true. Maybe he is the same character. He just changed his name when he got a little older. More mature. About to get his braces off. I I love that he's just like, I'm 12. I'm not stupid. (laughs) And and Rachel, again, I hate this, when she's just like makes faces at him and like goes like, meh, 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 meh. Like, (laughs) you suck. Stop it. Yeah. Get out of there. What are you doing? Yeah. This is all highly inappropriate. (laughs) And gross. Like you said, just gross. It's all gross. So gross. I mean, no judgment for what people want to do, but. This is gross. Don't do it in front of a 12-year-old who's coming <laughs> in for his appointment. Right. Ugh. So we go back to the girls' apartment. Did you notice what game they're playing? Trouble. Yes, I did. Um, I it has the game. popping bubble. Oh, yeah. Um, I hate the actual game. I just love to pop it. <laughs> <laughs> I kind of like that game and Sorry. Like, they're very they're similar games. I always like this. Have you played Sorry recently? Um, I've played it with kids and it is not fun. It's not They, they fun. don't like it. <laughs> they don't like it at all and they constantly want to cheat. It also never ends. <laughs> That's true. It's it's just terrible. Well, and that popper, the best part about it was if it ever, if that flimsy plastic ever broke or the flimsy piece of cardboard that was the game in the plastic, there's a super sharp shard of metal underneath the bubble that it's basically like a taken apart slap bracelet that can just slice you right open. Oh my God. I've never had a broken trouble board. I've learned so much. But Rachel, now this is where she has dental floss in her rat's nest of hair. Uh, I do want to let you know about a quick background note that I feel like is going to cause you severe anguish. (laughs) Right at 8.43, as Chandler goes around to sit on the couch, in the foreground, like the camera kind of pans back a little bit. And in the foreground, there is this new table, much like the coffee shop, that just appears out of nowhere and it just has a bunch of like Vogue magazines and other crap on it. Is it in the kitchen or the living room? No, it's it's in the living room, like kind of like adjacent to the um, the post that disappears mm-hmm. later. It's like under where the camera should yes. be. Yes, yes. Yeah. And and in in other episodes, they've like put drinks on it. It's like only there when it's convenient. I hate it. <laughs> yes, but in most episodes, it's not there. Yeah. This is when I'm always like, please don't make us, don't pretend there's more apartment. We don't need, like, it's fine. We don't need that. Nobody needs it. They do that in the coffee shop sometimes and then over by the post. And I'm like, no one believes that there's a wall here. Like, let's, it's fine. No one cares. Yeah, no one cares. (laughs) When Rachel comes in with floss in her hair and then Ross overhears that they had sex, this is where my, like, hatred of Ross like blossoms for this episode because in his immediate reaction is to get pissed and say like what were you thinking and it's just like that judgment 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 which granted that's exactly what we're doing right now (laughs) (laughs) but if you love her 
Right. And you want her to love you back, not the right reaction to have. Right. Yes. It does not paint you in a good light. And he clearly, when she tries to turn it around on him, he's like, would have sex with Carol still. And I was like, is it because you're a guy and can't turn it down or because you still want to be with Carol? Because either way, it's bad. And then also, I thought you were hung up on Rachel. So, like, you need to pretend better because this is, you're not doing well. Yeah, he can't function. He can't even come back with, like, her comeback of, well, what about if it was you? What if, mm-hmm. Like, I love, I actually love that she defended herself and was, like, a little feisty this time mm-hmm. um, and had a backbone to be, like no, like, you can't judge me like that because you would have the same thing. And he would, based on his whole date that he had with her at Benihana. Benihana. (laughs) My God. Um, I do, I did really like the whole comparison of, like, apples and oranges, orthodontists and lesbians. Yeah. (laughs) That made me giggle. I also, I just noticed, like, a... I guess it's a catch. I don't know. But when we see the dental floss in Rachel's hair, like just a minute before that, when she was at the dentist office, we see the entire back of her head and there's nothing there. So they had already had sex. So it had to have been placed there. They probably had sex again somewhere else. Okay, let's move on. That's disgusting. (laughs) 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 Um, But I... I do really like that Ross's default is to just storm out when he doesn't have a comeback. I know. <laughs> it's just, he's just like, I have a jam-packed schedule and things to do. Sure, sure you do, Ross. Oh, okay. And when Mindy calls and Rachel, like, I just hate her more because she's like acting like everything is super cool. Like she just left her fiance a few months before at the altar and now her supposed best friend who was her maid of honor at that wedding is engaged to this person and they appear to not have spoken since. And she's just like, yeah, hi, great. Like, what? Even if you weren't just having sex with this person, wouldn't you still, like, wouldn't you be upset? Yeah. <laughs> Even if you are having sex with him, wouldn't you still be like, wow, you you were my best friend and you're engaged to my ex-fiance mere months after i left him yeah there is no indication that they have talked prior to this conversation (laughs) which is which is weird yeah um and her behavior is weird because because like i don't like it yeah i guess it makes sense when we finally meet mindy like she's pretty vapid and maybe Mm -hmm. that's just like how it is like that's just what their friendship is just as yeah like that but i don't I I didn't I lost respect for Rachel like what are you doing same and like while I did enjoy the little physical comedy of her pacing around and then yeah. all like moving their legs and and Phoebe <laughs> bouncing out of her way I also like that to me I think was a perfect picture of like the fact that she's so in like self-involved mm-hmm. she doesn't eat she's not even aware of her friends around She's just like in her own little bubble and like her own little problem. And yeah, it just, it bothered me. Yeah. Agreed. We cut to the girl's apartment again, but just a little later on. Um, And Chandler's staring at the phone. I, 
love how Monica just is loving torturing him by sneaking up behind him and like pretending the phone's ringing. She's so gleeful. Like, and it's just a good little insight into Monica and Chandler's dynamic and relationship. Like, they already love each other. Totally. I love them. Yes. And the fact, like, she's just laughing so hard (laughs) at, like, the fact that he's so tortured. And when he looks at her and is just like, hell is filled with people like you. Oh, my God. It's so good. And she's just like, yeah, it is. (laughs) She's actually having fun in this one. Yeah. She's not neurotic. You know what is insane, though, is the shirt Rachel's wearing for waitressing. Is it the blue one? Yes. That's like buttoned up her neck. Like it's like a almost an Asian cut where the buttons are on the side and it's velour. It would be choking her. (laughs) And like, wouldn't you be hot if you're waitressing and walking around all day? That's what you want to wear. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Like hot, itchy, velour, polyester, whatever it is. Gross. Yeah, no. But Joey comes in and he's just loving to hear about Rachel and Mindy's friendship and and about Mindy teaching Rachel how to kiss. <laughs> and I love how Rachel just storms out while he's following her and he, she just like slams the door on him. I love Joey's like, oh, my. Oh, my. <laughs> so good. But I have a question. If Rachel went to camp with Mindy... And Mindy's the one that taught Rachel how to kiss. Wouldn't Monica have met Mindy at some point back then? Because weren't Monica and Rachel friends at that point? Yes. I mean, unless they were, unless they didn't go to the same high school. Did Mindy go to their high school? I don't know. I don't know that either. But if they were that close, well, maybe they just went to camp and they were, but like, she talks about how she's her best friend. I, I don't know. Anyway, I don't know either. I thought that was a plot hole. Probably. <laughs> when Also, when Chandler climbs on the chair, when he sit, puts his feet on the seat and sits up on the back of the chair, that's some wonderful physical comedy from him. Also from Monica, when she puts like the towel yes. under his shoes, it was so, yeah. it was such a subtle little Monica thing to do. Yeah. But I, I like loved that, that whole thing where she was just like, oh no, this is me being me, but I'm, I'm also helping you because I'm going to let you stay there. Yeah. I almost wonder if that was scripted or not, or if she like, cause that could have been such a good little improv that's like yeah. so, so um, true to the character. I don't know though, how he stayed on that chair, <laughs> lifting his feet up to put the, t- put his feet on the towel. Cause I'm like, that is a dangerous posture. Yeah. I, lo- I just love that he has zero pride at all. <laughs> no dignity. None. So then we cut to the coffee shop and we meet Mindy. Okay, this looks 0% like Jennifer Grey to me. I-, I would never have recognized her ever. No. Well, so re- remember, like, we t- we I think we talked about this back, back in uh, previous episodes. Like, Jennifer Grey had a nose job right after Dirty Dancing, and it basically, like, ruined her career because she was unrecognizable as herself. Yeah. It's so bizarre. It looks absolutely nothing like her Yeah, I was trying. I was trying. I'm like, where is the resemblance? Yeah. She was so cute. I know. And it's almost like her entire bone structure of her whole face is different. Yeah. It was, I, I was like, did they make a mistake? Is it really not her in this episode? What's going on? But no, it is. No, it is. 
I have a few little facts about her. Oh, do tell. Well, you mentioned that she dated George Stephanopoulos, who they spied on in season or in episode four of this season, or or uh, you know, the friends did the girlfriends. Yes, <laughs> the girl <laughs> facet of the friends. The girl, the girl branch of the family. <laughs> Um, but she has also in the past dated Johnny Depp and Michael J. Fox. Seriously. Those are two very different people. <laughs> yes. She won season 11 of Dancing with the Stars. No surprise there. But there's this really interesting story, like really sad that I learned about her in 1987. She was dating Matthew Broderick in secret when they were filming Ferris Bueller and they were on vacation in Northern Ireland and they got in a car crash and she got severe whiplash. Broderick was driving and he had was driving a rented BMW crossed into the wrong lane and collided head on with a Volvo driven by a local mother and daughter who were killed instantly. <gasps> oh no. Yeah. Broderick was convicted of careless driving and fined $175. What? I know. Oh, God. I know. A few weeks after the crash, Dirty Dancing was released and cat like catapulting Jennifer Grey to fame. But she said her grief and survivor's guilt from the crash prevented her from enjoying the film's success and led her to withdraw from acting for quite some time. Oh, wow. Isn't that so sad? That's awful. And the whole reason that their relationship became public was because of this <gasps> accident. Like oh, they were in the no. accident together and it came out. Oh my God. So horrifying. That's terrible. Yeah. I wonder if that like, like catapulted her into like being like, I need to change my face. I need to like change my appearance. Like, you know, like that can, that kind of trauma, like you don't know how that manifests. You I know. know. Oh, excuse me. Dirty Dancing was released a few weeks after the accident. They were dating from Ferris Bueller. Got it. And yeah. then they filmed. So, then she filmed Dirty Dancing. Yeah. And then it was released. Okay. How awful. Ugh. Really sad. Sorry, that's like a big it. downer. I just I had such a hard time with this whole scene and their whole interaction and their whole basis of their friendship. How are they not more uncomfortable? I don't. Well, I think I think it's partly what you said. Like Mindy is so vapid. Like it doesn't matter. Like yeah. she had like her value, like it's, there's, there's no values here. It's, yeah. it's just like, it doesn't matter. And at first I was like, maybe more time has passed than we realize because a few episodes ago, Rachel said she's lived there for like four months or she left Barry four months ago or something. And just here, she says it's only been seven months. So it really still hasn't been that long. No, it hasn't. And also, <laughs> but like in, even though that much time has passed, she also admits that she slept with Barry while Rachel was engaged to him. <laughs> like there's new, new crap that has like come out <laughs> up very quickly in this like reunion. Mm -hmm. And then they're both sorry and hugging. And no. like, I just, I didn't buy it. I didn't understand. I feel like Rachel would be a little more dismissive and like standoffish if she was more true to character I don't know. I just didn't. That's part of like, I didn't get it. Yeah, I guess that maybe that is part of the like world she grew up in, though. It's like status and appearance. Like, so you just like make nice with the important people and doesn't really matter what anyone's doing to each other. So she reverted yeah. like a little bit in her presence, which happens like. Because mm -hmm. remember when she sees the three friends and they're all like, ah! 
Yeah. No, that's true. I don't know. But I yeah. don't like it. I don't like no. it at all. It was, I was disappointed. <laughs> yes. <laughs> but, but Joey walks in again. It's just, oh my. I love it. And then we're back to the girl's apartment. And mm-hmm. Monica looks cute in this little striped shirt jeans yeah she's just so casual monica so yeah. cute i liked phoebe helping ross with the crossword too <laughs> did you see like her look at him she's just like you're gonna write that down right <laughs> and he's just like oh my god <laughs> was it radiator is that what she was saying yeah murder, murder. <laughs> but she, the look that she gave is so pointed she's just like uh yeah yeah. That's what it is. And Joey says that he got the peeper's name and I didn't bother to rewind it. Did I miss, like, how did he get the peeper's name? Oh, he didn't he talk to the doorman or like, call, oh. he like called, he called down somewhere to the, to the building. Would they give out someone's name of a resident? I don't know. I don't, I don't know. Maybe Joey's charming. So in the name is Sydney Marks, by the way. And... Joey calls Sydney Marks and is going to tell him off, but then finds out it's a woman and she starts hitting on him and then everything falls apart. The green dress? Oh, oh my God. Including Monica. Yeah. <laughs> They're all, you can, like, all these people want is to be liked, all of them. <laughs> They're in their 20s. And, well, we've been there. <laughs> some of us still have that going on in our yeah. late 30s. <laughs> yeah. It's Please. fine. Please like me. Some of us started a podcast. <laughs> please, please press like on our podcast. Please love us. Rate and subscribe. Back to the dentist. <laughs> so both Mindy and Rachel barge into Barry's office Ugh. to break up with him. And this is where I am just like hating on Barry extra. Everything he says is a lame line that, like, deserves a kick in the teeth. Yeah. That's why I think, like, I wrote him and Mindy deserve each other because, like, he's also just completely unaware. Like, he just has tunnel vision. Like, he thinks he's only talking to one person and then realizes someone else is there and just talks to them. And then I read somewhere that at one point he actually calls Mindy Baby, which is her name in Dirty Dancing. Yeah. But I, I either missed it or it didn't actually happen. I didn't ever hear it happen. But oh, I didn't. I didn't note that at all. But I thought I that was kind it. of, if it is true, that's a cute little nod to. Yeah, I just hate. I just hate like the cliched things he was saying. He was like, <sighs> "I was always thinking of you, Mindy, when I was having sex with her, like, in front of Rachel." <laughs> like it was just like, "No, you weren't." <laughs> yeah, don't fall for that. And if you do, then I guess you deserve each other. They do. I yeah. I wrote specifically, Mindy is still going to marry him because sometimes people deserve each other. <laughs> Very true. <laughs> but I don't understand. What I don't understand is that Mindy still wants Rachel to be a part of the wedding. Why would Rachel say yes to that? Why? No, I, I don't know. Uh, I, like, even if, even if you're cool with this whole thing. You can be like, I'll come, but I I can't be up there with you. Like, what on earth is happening? Why would you want to be a part of that? Like, still be involved (laughs) in any way? Oh, my God. That's why it must just be like, Rachel just reverts. Like, she just, it just is. 
what you do. I don't know. That would be a no, like (laughs) non-negotiable for me. Like if I was in her shoes, there's no freaking way. No. I don't care how good the bar is or the food or anything. No, thank you. Well, especially when you see what dress she has to wear. Oh, God. Like, yeah. we don't even have to get into it. But I'm like, there's so, so, so <laughs> much. Cheap dress. But this is where what you were saying earlier, Rach, like talking about the evil orthodontist, Rachel says, the guy's the devil. He's Satan in a smock. Like, I mean, I get that she doesn't like him, but she also like she was doing some not great things like would we go that far as to say even if you didn't even if you hated him like hmm. no he's just like a sad pathetic sucks loser exactly like he's not evil he just sucks yeah and you all suck for getting involved with him (laughs) yeah no maybe not for getting involved but for choosing to (laughs) go back for staying involved. Yeah. After you have all the information. Yeah. Um, but when we go back to the girl's apartment, um, did you see how full Rachel's wine glass is? Yes. It's it's like <laughs> it's tippy like, top. Oh yeah. No, it's like I did de- <laughs> I definitely saw that. At first I was like, is that water? No, no, that's wine. <laughs> oh, no, that's wine. <laughs> that is a healthy pour. That is like a pour I enjoy. Mm-hmm. I have to say now that I'm having like wine every once in a while while I'm pregnant, I was like, God, this wine bottle has been, la- this bottle's lasted for like weeks <laughs> <laughs> when you have like an ounce at a time. Um, so uh, quick side note, uh, Robbie and I like have a problem with red wine. <laughs> we, we like, we commiserate over the fact that we now buy boxed wine, mm-hmm. uh, but like the fancy box wine, like, yeah. Trader Joe's or Costco, because that's that's that's, fan- fancy. that's the fancy. I mean, compared it's, to Francia, it's not yes. Francia. Um, but but like how how dangerous it is because it's harder to regulate because it's just in a little spout, so you can just right? like fill up a whole glass like up to here, and then be like, oh, I had one glass of wine, I better have another, <laughs> and you don't have like the 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 perspective of the bottle to tell you how much you've actually had. Isn't that what happened when we had wine in my parents' hot tub that time? Wasn't it a box? The time you threw up over the side. Yeah, I can note like many instances with you where it was like a box or bag of wine involved. Yeah. Well, well, yes. I mean, that's what backpacking backpacks are for, that little insert. It's for the bag of wine. <laughs> I don't need a camel bag. You just put the bag of wine in there. Just a bunch of cans and a bag of wine. <laughs> All good hikers know that. <laughs> yeah. Canned beans. You don't take those backpacking. <laughs> oh, it's so good. I'm good at sports. But yeah, when you're only drinking a small, like an ounce at a time, a bottle of wine will last you a really long time. So long. Yeah. It's amazing. I was telling Court, like, yeah, this is the longest I've ever gone in my life without drinking or not my life but like since I started drinking yeah um and I was like I don't really miss it that much like you know having a little bit of wine every once in a while is nice and I was like I wonder if I'll keep this up after after the baby comes and then I also said immediately like I'm sure it'll come back pretty quickly (laughs) as soon as this baby's out of me 
I'll be ready. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. There'll be a whole new world to deal with. <laughs> oh, my. It won't be like chocolate milk out of the straight out of the bottle in the middle of the night anymore. It'll be just <laughs> just yeah. wine. Yeah. <laughs> it'll, it'll, t- it'll take a while to like build it back to where it was, but you'll get there. I'll get there. I got to have goals. <laughs> I do, I do love when like when Rachel just like hugs. I was it was it Monica when they're talking. They they have like a big hug on the couch. And, oh yeah, and Joey walks in and he's just like, "Big day." <laughs> See, why would Chandler take dating advice from that guy? Oh, it's so good though. Big day. Big day. Reminded me of you for some reason. <laughs> that is very characteristic of me. Two dudes hugging. Big day. Big day. After the, when we go to the tag, Phoebe says Mr. Peanut is gay. I looked it up. Oh, you did? I did. And apparently it was a rampant rumor that planters repeatedly denied, which made people even more sure that it was true. So... I'm glad you got to that level because I, I just got to the Wikipedia description. Just the fancy name. Yep. Chandler's dream girl, first date girl, Danielle, like meets, she she stumbles into the coffee, coffee shop and then lets Chandler know that she had the wrong number and then that they are going to have a second date. But then Chandler immediately backpedals and is just starts calling her needy because he has to be witty and <sighs> she seems perfectly nice and normal. And but well, I don't know. She showed up after one date to make sure he was okay. That seems a little weird. But me. didn't they talk like briefly on the phone and he was like Didn't didn't they talk? She, she said she was on the other line and would call him back. But yeah, and he was like, oh, yeah, my phone's been off, blah, blah, blah. And then she tried calling back, but then couldn't get a hold of him. He did seem rather needy on the phone. So maybe she was like, what's wrong with you? Are you okay? (laughs) (laughs) I, I like, I was kind of like, if, if I showed up after one date, and to be like, are you okay? I've been worried about you. I I would yeah expect the guy to be like, Ugh. how would did she know how to find him? Well, yeah, they probably that, met th- met there. He's never anywhere. That's true. Because <laughs> that's creepy. After one date, to be like, are you okay? Red flag. <laughs> Not that he was being any less obsessive, but she didn't see it. Like, he didn't go to her home. Thank God. <laughs> in the state that he was in. Right? Uh, we did it. That's the end. Uh, who was the worst? Oh, my God. There's so many options. I think Ra- Rachel. Rachel. Just yeah. going back to Barry, because in his, all of his disgustingness, I just... yeah. I can't forgive you for that, Rachel. I'm sorry. No, no. I think it was for sure, Rachel. And I think for the best, I I, I just really love the Rurder comment by Phoebe. (laughs) Honestly, that's my favorite. I laughed out loud. (laughs) 
I I'm gonna vote Monica for the best. Yeah. Because she was cool, calm, collected Monica, and it was just the beginning of her little like flirting with Chandler, and I I liked it. I liked everything that happened between them for this yeah. episode. This did seem like a a little bit of a departure where they were taking like Monica's been so involved in every storyline, and it was kind of nice to see like periphery characters like doing other things and her just being a supporting character because when they first started the show she was supposed to be the you know the main character so it was nice to see the other ones developing a bit even though i hated some of their development no i agree i i think it was i think it was great and i mean it wasn't great it sucked (laughs) but it was great to see other characters I think it is important that we see this side of Monica or of Rachel. And I think it's important that we see Ross's reaction because it just, it's such an important part of their dynamic, like moving Mm -hmm. through the whole series of Mm -hmm. this like judgment. Jealousy. Yeah. Like the, the like shooting back, like you're a hypocrite. No, you're not like, but you're also making terrible decisions. (laughs) Like, yeah. So I think it just like is paving the way for a long road of drama. It is a really long road. (laughs) They haven't even started dating it. Yeah. Um, Can I tell you something I discovered today Mm -hmm. that I'm so excited about? Mm -hmm. So uh, Derek sent me our photo teacher who gave us the mugs he was in old sack today with his photo or with his uh, photography students doing a field trip and he sent me a picture of a store in old sacramento that has just a full corner of a shop dedicated to friends oh my gosh so amazing i'm i'm like i have to go there <laughs> so i'm gonna do a field trip and like i'll let you know all about it about the fun friends memorabilia that nobody needs but yes. i want all of i should have i almost took a picture i was at i think tj maxx the other day um doing some like important nesting th- oh, hunting like buying of pillows and blankets and things uh it was baskets to put the pillows oh. that are on our bed when they're not on the bed they have to go in this basket because putting them on the floor while we sleep was like too much for me to manage yeah. mentally yeah it's like these need to go in a thing not on the dirty floor <laughs> there was like a f- kind of fleecy white blanket that just said like friends 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 all over it and i almost sent you a picture to be like do you need this item yes always. i guess this I, for you. I love a good throw blanket that's soft and fuzzy that's kind of my weakness when i go to stores like that like ross or tj maxx i'm like ooh, a new throw i know <laughs> Yeah, I I was trying to find one for the foot of our bed because clearly we can't live without a throw at the foot of our bed that we never make. And um, that's my new thing now is like our bed has to, we have to have the stuff to make the bed look nice if we wanted to. <laughs> um, but yeah, I got, so I like found the throw finally after weeks of looking and um, it, we have a king size bed and it's not long enough. <laughs> <laughs> Like I laid it across the foot of the bed and it doesn't reach the edges. So the hunt continues. That's a good couch blanket then. 
Well, I already have plenty of those. I have so many. And this one was like more aesthetically pleasing than cozy. Oh. Mm. But it's like a good option if we're in bed, if it's like cold at night and we need an extra blanket. Oh, good. Okay. And it's not in the pillow basket. <laughs> <It's off. laughs> I'm insane. I like, I just like walk around being like, I hate that. We have to change that. We have to change that. Like for Christmas, we're asking um, for some paint for our bedroom because I just like am at the peak of being able to deal with this purple bedroom. I can't do it. It's like living in cotton candy. It's awful because the texture looks like a horrifying nightmare cloud. And I just was laying in bed the other night and was like, well, here it is. I've, this is the limit. I've just hit it and I can't be living here anymore. <laughs> You're just like court, go to Home Depot and get some paint. Yep. I feel like it doesn't go away. It's just like once it's established, it's in like your mom blood and it's just a part of who you are now. It's just like, nope, have to change that. Have to change that. Can't mm-hmm. stand that. This needs to go. This <laughs> needs, we need to get a whole new thing in here. <laughs> well, good luck. Thanks. At least when you have the baby, you'll be preoccupied with the, like keeping something alive. Yeah. So you won't, oh. you'll probably forget about a lot of things because you'll be sleep deprived and trying to like sustain a life. I'll only be looking at it. So, or at her. It won't be looking <laughs> around me at all at any of my surroundings. So. <laughs> yeah. So you, you'll be like momentarily detained from like all of the things that you'll eventually be like, Oh, yeah, th- like that thing again. <laughs> That's why they all have to get done now. So. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so that when I get to those moments of peace, it can be like, oh, at least I fixed that thing. Yep. Yeah. Well, this baby's stuck on me for two hours and I can't get up. <laughs> at least I don't have to look at that broken thing I hated. So much Love Island. <laughs> oh, yeah. Someone was telling me I should start watching um, Peaky Blinders. Oh, I'm curious about that. Hmm. I thought it was like an 80s or 90s show, but apparently it's current and still on. So Is it a remake? I don't think so. I don't oh. know. She showed me a trailer of it. It's one of my coworkers. And I was like, oh, it looks like... It's like aggressive newsies, it looks like. Okay. <laughs> like they're dressed like newsies, but one of them pulls off his newsies cap and... I can't remember what those hats are actually called. Not newsy hats. They, you know the, what I mean? I only know Is that what it's called. Newsy hats. Yeah. Uh, but it has razor blades in it. So. Oh, God. And they're like, they're like a gang or like a mob in the like old, like old times, like newsy times. <laughs> I don't know. That's all I got from it. Oh, it is. It's from 2013. I thought it was way older than that for some reason. I did too. Maybe I'm mixing it up with Twin Peaks. Yes. I'm doing the same thing. Because that was in like the 80s, right? Yeah. I think so. Okay. We'll have fun with that. I love you, friends. I love you too. Bye, friends. Bye. Better Friends Podcast is created, produced, edited, and all the other things by Ashley Madden and Sarah Reinen. Please rate and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. Send us your questions to betterfriendswatchingfriends at gmail.com. To find out more about Better Friends, please check us out on Twitter at betterfriendpod or on Instagram at betterfriendswatchingfriends. Thanks for listening.